Welcome to the Awake to Joy podcast. The advice and strategies contained here may not be suitable for your situation, and you should consult a professional where appropriate. Let's listen to today's program. Hey, Renee. Hi. Hi, Ned. Today, I want to talk about kind of like a gut punch where something happened. Fun. You weren't expecting, but we're not just talking like your day changes plans or something like that. I'm talking about a true gut punch. So if mm. I was to think of a gut punch for myself, I would think of more of the time when my abuser was revealed and I was shocked to know it was somebody that I loved and cared for deeply. Mm. And when you say revealed, explain that. Well, I didn't know who my abuser was when I was a child. So when it was revealed when I was an adult, it was just like a gut punch. And in the beginning, it was, no, it can't be. There's no way. So mm-hmm. denial came because I couldn't accept it. My Everything in my brain was going, no, this doesn't work. This doesn't work at all. They love me. I love them. No, this doesn't work. So denial mm-hmm. stepped in. After denial stepped in, then it was like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to live with this truth. How do I walk forward living in this truth? And so then it's like, God, I need you now. I need you to help me walking forward wisely on my next mm-hmm. steps. And sometimes life is that way. I remember the time I was told, you have nodules on your vocal cords. It looks like it's cancerous. There's several there now. And I didn't hear anything else except cancerous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything else was kind of like, wah, 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 the doctor was saying, but that we needed to go in, do some biopsy or whatever it was. And it was like, I'm heading toward, I leave the doctor's office. We have an appointment somehow. And I'm walking out of there by myself going, how am I going to tell John this? Mm. I'm not sure I even heard all the information well, because I know John's going to ask questions. And at the same time, it was like, God, I need you now. I feel like I just got punched with information I wasn't expecting at all. And I need your help to bring the calm, to help me lean into my faith in this season. And that's what I needed at that moment. There wasn't a denial time that I could picture in my mind right now, but there probably could have been. Mm. I remember that. I that we were still in Seattle with you guys. It was at the beginning, I think of us being in Seattle with you guys. Could have been. And I remember hearing about it going, her voice (laughs) of all things, her voice, her voice. What? Now for you, do you know, can you off the top of your head go, whoa, that was a a whoa moment for me. Caught me off. It takes your breath away a little bit. Yeah. Um, my first doctor appointment at my integrative specialist, when Mm. my body was having havoc, we couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, you know, I had fainted on an airplane, my body crashed on a cruise and I was just body getting jacked up. <laughs> you were so thinking about 16 hours a day. Yeah, I was just, yeah. But I didn't realize how sick I was until that appointment with this doctor. And she looked at my history, 
looked at my environment. She did a full workout, you know, workout Blood work up everything. Thing. Yes. And she's like, Renee, um, you want to live? You need to move. Mold's killing you. Something like that. And um, she didn't actually say the words mold's killing you. It took, I think, you and another person to say mold was killing you, Renee, because it didn't process through my head. Mm-hmm. The friend that went to the appointment with me afterwards, she said, you know, that mold is really bad that it's even mentioned in the Bible. I'm like, what? So it, it almost went over my head, the information I got that day of if you want to get well and stay alive, you need to move. Mm-hmm. It just didn't register. And then it was like, well, God wouldn't do that to me. <laughs> Denial. That was- a denial okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God wouldn't do that to me. Why would he take me out? Why would he take me, not just out, but why would he take me out of this grand place that we're in? I mean, we were, I felt like we had arrived ministry-wise. It was beautiful, the groups that we were guiding and the discipleship that we were having. And you, were at, you were at your height in Seattle, ministry-wise. Uh, definitely and enjoying where you were living loving it and teaching others how to baptize you know we had baptisms we had people coming to Christ you name it it was going down it was fabulous and to hear that I was dying I'm like I didn't see no mold in my house bad enough to be killing me you know so it just it yeah it was a soccer punch and it just didn't make sense and I thought God couldn't be doing this now So yeah, lots of denial. And I was getting so sick that I think you probably have a better recollection of the rest of it because we ended up moving within 30 days and the home that we were going to move into ended up having mold the day we moved in. We moved out the same day. So we moved twice in one day and then we ended up moving to you guys. We'll put all of our stuff in storage and you opened your home to us and I crashed again pretty bad. So the rest is kind of blurry (laughs) in regards to the process. It was a rough time. Absolutely. Yeah. So I call that a soccer punch or a gut punch or wake up punch, whatever you want to call it. Take the wind out of your sails. Right. And it was a faith walk as well. Yeah. It was a faith walk. You weren't promised anything moving, except that it's going to be better than where you were health-wise. Right. You weren't promised anything. They weren't sure how they could make you better, how quick that process would go, nothing. But they did know they had to get you out of that environment. Right. It was a very toxic mold environment. Correct. Yeah. So they could at least control that piece, pluck me and move me to another environment. Yes. Yeah. Nothing else was promised at all. Nothing else was promised as well as there was nothing else promised to you ministry wise where you'd be able to pick up and stop that ministry there. And you and Eddie could go ahead and pick up and start ministry in another place. Yeah. No jobs, no nothing. There was you and I weren't working with each other. You were so sick. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of, it was, it was what I call the basic bedridden time for about six months. 
survival. Yeah, that's all it was. It was survival. And in that, you use the word faith. Um, my faith grew. <laughs> it was, he could take me today. Or he could take me tomorrow. I didn't know, you know, but I knew what did I have to lean on? And it wasn't myself. It wasn't my own understanding. It wasn't the doctors or anything else in my environment. It wasn't ministry. It was, I had to have faith that God knew what was best for me to take me from the great place we were at, you know, and the fun place we were at to a not so fun location of just being laid up in a bed. And he, he built my faith because I found that the only thing I could turn to because I couldn't read very well, I couldn't pay attention to things very much. I was able to turn on YouTube and I found just this one little video and I would just have it playing on repeat. And it was verses about healing versus about God being big enough that God being enough. And that's what I filled myself with, even though I knew not what my future held. Nothing was guaranteed at that point. But well, I had talked to you about bringing your Bible today because I wanted you to look up Hebrews 11. 1. Can you read that for us? Yeah. It's now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Hebrews 11. Bottom line is faith is what you believe. And if you want to believe more then that is why Renee and I keep saying, get into the word of God, because mm-hmm. talk on it. <laughs> My Bible here is kind of ratchy to you looking here, but. <laughs> hey, we both got the sticky notes going on. It tells us who God is. It reminds us yes. of who God is, what he's done, his nature, what the Holy Spirit does. Jesus, this is how we're able to have the faith that we have. This is how we're able to bring it to the table, especially to those who have been abused. I sit in a chair right now and I'm real comfortable in this chair, but I know this chair is going to hold me. I have faith that the chair is going to hold me. Do you know why I have faith that this chair is going to hold me? Right, because it's held you long enough. It's held you this far. It's held me this long. And I put it together with my daughter, Ricky, and... I could see the construction with it. I have the knowledge of knowing what part is holding me, what part isn't. What I don't need these arm things to hold me up in this chair. So I can get rid of these arm holders right here. So I got the knowledge of what I need to be able to hold my weight and sit in this chair. This gives me the knowledge so that I have the faith to believe in a God And that assurance I need that it talks about in Hebrews one to walk the walk of faith with him. Amen. Amen. Even today, just, man, I wish I know, remembered what it was, but it was, it said that God would even bring alive a dead tree. And I just circled that (laughs) because it just spoke to me. His word talks about the things that he does that are miracles, the things that he will do for us, how he feels about us. We can't come up with these things. We can't 
but reading his word shows us who he is, shows us what his character is. And then walking him walking alongside of us in that personal relationship, he proves it. He proves it over and over again that he will sustain us. He's our assurance. We can have confidence. Yes. Amen. Mm. Well, that's all I wanted to talk about was sometimes those gut punches, will they're going to happen. They're going to happen somewhere along the way for all of us. They stink. They just tell you all that. <laughs> no, they're no fun. But stay, but stay in God's word so you're able to do that walk of faith. Because your belief will be so strong. Yes, things will still hurt. Yes, there will still be sorrow. Yes, all of those things. But in Christ, he's the one who holds us up. In Christ, he's the one who wipes away our tears. That's true too. That is where our hope is. That's where it lies. And our assurance is there too. Not in this chair. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Well, thanks for talking to me about that today, Renee. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you for asking. You have been listening to the Awake to Joy podcast. Views expressed in this podcast are the speaker's opinions. Thank you for listening. If you could please give us a review below, we would appreciate it greatly, as well as share this podcast with your family and friends. If you would like to get in contact with us, we'd love to hear from you. Check the show descriptions for more information. Under no circumstances shall Awake to Joy, its employees, volunteers, guests, or officers be liable for any direct or indirect losses or damages arising out of comments made. We look forward to chatting with you again. Because he lives, it changes everything. Everything.